Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey there, and uh, welcome back. It's been a while. Uh, wonderful respite for moi. Uh, it is uh, Tuesday, September 8th, and... Um, and it occurred to both me and Susan uh, yesterday evening that this was going to be Tuesday today. So Susan's on the line. Hello, Suze. Good morning. Hi. Because um, I think we both thought it was Monday. You know how that goes. That, uh, yeah. All yeah. all signs say it is. The trash is out. The other- <laughs> yeah, everything's, everything says Monday, but it ain't. So, um ugh. How do we start? We start with all the stuff that's happened happened since last I was on, which was Thursday morning. Um, since Thursday morning, uh, oh, the uh, that <clears throat> incredible story, uh, totally believable by uh, Jeffrey Goldberg in the Atlantic about Trump in Paris uh, disparaging uh, veterans. Uh, dead veterans as what suckers and, and losers. losers and uh, refusing to drive to this ceremony because it was raining um, and his helicopter couldn't fly, despite the fact that there were a whole bunch of other heads of state there who all went, you know. Uh, and and, well, now, and- did you see that David Frum wrote in the Atlantic uh, that uh, that as Trump is disputing all of this, the uh, the silence coming out of the military speaks volumes. Yeah, is deafening. Two other things um, in trying to say it wasn't true, he said he was so upset that he had come all that way and wasn't able to get to the um, get to the ceremony. Um, that he called Melania at home and and talked to her she about it. She was there. <laughs> she was standing right next to him. Yeah, she was. But he called her at home anyway because you know he's lying and he's just riffing. And it has also come to um, our attention that because he was stuck for about six hours with nothing to do at the uh, U.S. ambassador's place. Uh, which is a apparently. Oh, can I do it? Can I do the punchline? He looted it. <laughs> yeah, he looted it. The um, the the ambassador's uh, place in Paris is like apparently was filled with lovely works of art, and um, and Trump said, "I want that. I want this. I want that," and he took them all. He looted the uh, ambassador's place. Um, can we tag those things and make sure that they don't go home with him? Well, grifter's going to grift, uh, you know, one can only imagine. They'll, they don't amount to much anything. As it turns out, uh, one was a bust of, uh, of uh, Benjamin Franklin. The other was a portrait of Benjamin Franklin. And uh, it turns out they were both, um, what's the word? Worthless. No, well, not totally worth it. They, they weren't fakes. They were duplicates. They were what they were called? castings. Whatever. They were, they were not the originals. Footprints. 
Right. They were not the originals. And in fact, um, I think the original of the portrait is in the National Gallery. And when he was told that, I think he had it switched out with the one he ripped off. I don't know. You know, there is no, there's no end and there's no bottom. So that was a big story that happened um, then. Another big story, Susan, which is a local one, is that that loathsome uh, woman who does a radio talk show here, Wendy Bell, was taken off the air. By, oh, right, because she said something terrible, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, she said that uh, snipers and uh, and uh, park rangers should shoot on sight anybody who is defacing a monument. Oh, good. And so now she finds herself off the air? Yeah, astonishingly. Um, there's another clip of her also uh, suggesting violence. Um, so they took her off, but it's it's a little wishy-washy. They didn't fire her. They uh, said she was off the air indefinitely, but that you know presupposes that she could uh, be returned once things die down. Right. Once once the clamoring for her her scalp dies down, right? But meanwhile. She apparently, um, there's some Facebook page, if somebody would check it out for me, there's some Facebook page that has tens of thousands of, um, of what do you call those on Facebook? Friends? What do they call yeah. that? Oh, oh, Followers? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, wow. Friends? Um, that is something like uh, having Make Wendy Bell Go National or something like that. And um, and a lot of people have suggested, and I have, that the one thing she's Trump-like and that she cannot bear not getting attention, being in the spotlight, right. and and that even though that spotlight falls on her often for outrageous things she has said and controversial things she has said, she doubles down and gets lots of publicity, uh, negative and positive. And by doing this, by getting fired from uh, WTAE television, uh, also involving racist uh, stuff, and then this, um, she almost does seem to be uh, doing this on purpose to create a kind of furor that gives her this constant and even national attention. Well, and panache with a certain group of people that she's decided are going to be in power. Well, that's right. And and she also is, um, I, well, God, I forgot what I was going to say. Damn, 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 damn. Um, so she's engineering this for her own benefit. Well, if if not, she's seeing it as an opportunity, you know, um, because it was within seconds of her being knocked off the air that this, you know, this effort to make her go national. I know what I was going to say. One of the, in the ensuing, you know, Twitter storm that happened when it was announced she was off the air on Friday, uh, one of the people who who posted something was uh, 
Marianne Williamson. Does that ring a bell? Yeah, 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 yeah. Marianne Williamson, who was one of the people standing on stage with Joe Biden and Kamala Harris at the, uh, you know, because she was running for the Democratic nomination. Uh, Marianne Williamson is, is tweeting about Wendy Bell being gone and saying how good, how great she shouldn't have a position, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that Marianne Williamson in California noticed. Yeah. Oh, what does that tell you? Yeah. Wendy has a national, she's trying to become a right-wing martyr and apparently has done a lot of legwork uh, to that end, toward that end. Um, so who, know, who knows? Uh-oh. Can you, can you, what, your sound is funny. Is it to you? Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a little gar, it, it, I mean, I God can understand. damn it. I can it's, understand what you're saying, but it is um, a little distorted. And well, I that's not good. No. All Nobody right, guys. I couldn't tell if it was me or if it was you. No, Amy's telling me that, too. What the fuck is going on? All right. Susan, you hold down the fort. I'm going to call in on my cell phone. And, Amy, you'll have to let me know there are callers by emailing me. Okay. Okay, Ooh. call back soon. One of my <laughs> you can do it. I've no, never known you to be. Yeah, at a I mean, loss you know. I, okay, so this is my <laughs> sister saying, "Here, catch this," and it's a hot call. I have oh, come no on. Just, idea. I'll well, be back going. in a less than just a minute. Hang up okay. already. I'm off. I'm ripping, and you're wasting I'm your off. time. Goodbye. No, you're not. You're talking. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yes, so what I wanted to talk about anyway before she went off on Wendy Bell, who I don't listen to and so I don't know all that much about, was the fact, uh, was what David Frum wrote in The Atlantic today about how absolutely nobody in the military, not the brass, not people that have worked with him, not generals that are currently working with him, not anybody in the ranks, uh, now, gold star parents, uh, nobody has stood up to say that is not the man I know. And that uh, hello. hello, dear <laughs> sister, is truly Hi. deafening. I welcome you back with open arms. You sound a whole lot better. It's your phone. Well, it isn't because, remember, it was your phone the, the last time you were on. And then, uh, then the next day, my phone then um, it can't be the phone. It's something with, it can't be. It just can't be. I don't know. Um, yeah, so other people are telling me that. Although some right, well, your cell phone okay. leaves you sounding uh, absolutely nowhere near as contagion spreading. <laughs> okay. If you aren't um, as loud is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, okay, but... but, but it's not oh. as it, it, whatever. It's more of a no distortion. In that I, okay, in that I I use my cell to see if there's callers and and now since it's pressed on my ear because I don't want to be on speaker. Could I be on speaker? Do you think? Try it. Okay, I'm going to go on speaker and see if that's okay. 
<laughs> this is my sister looking for how to get the speaker right. button up. <laughs> I'm on. Is that sound okay? Uh, yeah. Pick up your volume. That would be one of the buttons on the side of the phone. I know where it is. It is. It's all the way up. Okay. Okay. Yeah, just well, hold I'll it close to your mouth. Yeah, I will. Okay. Is that okay, guys? Anyway, that's what we're going to do. Um, God dang it. Something's wrong. And I think that's on our, our end. Hey, did you see the uh, Sturgis motorcycle uh, rally? Uh, they are They're beginning that- to drop. Yeah. Well, it could, no, they're saying it could be the largest super spreader event uh, of this entire pandemic with as many as, what did I see, 22% of all cases in America since then could be traced to it. See, I just uh, think this is criminal. I really think it's criminal. I I, I mean, I don't know at, at what point it stops, except for I think it stops in the White House, but... The fact that this stuff has been allowed to happen is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where was that? South Dakota or North Dakota? Whichever state it was. It was North Dakota. It is now um, the state with the highest positivity rate in the country. They killed their hosts. And, the, you know, I mean, it's just. And it wasn't like, and, and, you know, and I feel sorry for Sturgis because they yeah, didn't they have a choice. They had to prepare yeah. for it because those people were going to descend whether they said they could or not. Yeah. Yeah, it's something. So, anyway, there you go. Just, you know, and, and I, I say that because I'm, I'm in a defensive crouch right now. Um, because of all the partying and mixing that went on this last weekend. And we can, you know, you can mark it on your calendar. Two weeks from today, you're going to start seeing a big spike just heading into the fall. Wonderful. And that spike will be exacerbated by the fact that kids are back on campuses and uh, I don't know. Oh, and they're going to start playing football and all that stuff. We're going back to life as normal because, damn it, we just can't handle whatever this is. Well, I, I, you know, it's really, I, I don't, I, I guess everybody needs someone they know to die from this before they think it's real. I don't understand, but... You know, people like us are just in jail until there's a solution or we decide that we're we're willing to die, which at this point I'm not. I you know, in 2 weeks it might be, but <laughs> I don't think so. And I you know, and I don't want to die either and I'm whatever. Yeah, we're in better shape just by virtue of the fact that we can stay home. Um there are people who can't and have to work and have to put them signing, you know, my son goes out to work um, every day and he's not alone. There are a lot of people who No, don't. and my two-year-old granddaughter's back in daycare. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. God help us. Okay, here's the thing. 
um, I was saying, uh, I don't know, a month or so ago that, you know, the New York Times uh, in its print edition uh, publishes um, a clue that will be on Jeopardy that that evening. And um, and then they give you the answer the next day. Um, and the clue in yesterday's paper I never saw the show, so I don't know the answer, but I think I do, and I want somebody to back me up on this. It's under the um, it's under the heading "20th Century America," and the clue is this: Ten-year-old Martin Luther King Jr. sang with his church's choir at the celebrated premiere of this film. And here's what it would have. Yeah, and here's what it would have to be, Suze. Gone with the wind. I was just going to say, gone with the wind. That premiered in Atlanta. Yeah. Around the time that he would have been 10. And stop and think about the irony of that. That little black boy singing in his his father's church's choir to, um, you know, at this large event celebrating this movie, this racist movie that, you know, now is is shown uh, with some contextual preface if it's shown properly. Isn't that weird that he, I never knew that, but that has to be the answer. Well, I'm sure it is. You want me to look it up? No, it's got to be the answer. What else could it be? I mean, it was... How many films premiered in Atlanta, Georgia in the 30s? He would have been born in the early 40s, right? Mm-hmm. I think I got that right. So, yeah. I think, so, well, that's, what I, that's exactly what I was going to say. So it's the only thing that, that makes a, an interesting question anyway. Yeah, he sang at the debut of Gone with the Wind at age nine. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, I didn't know that. I think that's pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing. Jesus God. So, well, you know, the things they used to make children do. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, nobody would have thought anything of that. No. It was- he would have been excited. Well, sir, um, I have a, um, I have some good news. This is about that uh, whale that broke our hearts two years ago. God, that was two years ago when her baby died and she swam around with it on her back. Oh, she's got a new baby. She just gave birth again um and they're saying the baby looks healthy but the reality is is 40 percent of the calves that's what they're called of the calves who are born uh into this uh species of whale uh die within a year so even though this little baby looks good its odds are, are not great and um, 
these are called res southern resident whales, although we refer to them as killer whales. Those are killer whales. I like southern resident whales. Better. Yeah. Boy, were, one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, here's a you know this wonderful wonderful uh, being, this wonderful mammal carrying her dead child for 17 days in mourning, and we call them killer whales. Um, she is one, and this little calf that was born brings the population of 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 these whales the southern resident whale, to 73. Oh, my God. That is all. They were listed as endangered in 2005 when they had how many? 88. So they continued to lose population. Two of the other females in the pod are pregnant, so there's some hope, but not a lot. And the reason that they are declining so is that um, they just can't find enough to eat. And that's because we, it's always us. I mean, the, the reason is humans, humans, they can't find enough high quality prey. Uh, yeah, we're overfishing so, their, we're overfishing yeah, their waters. Yeah, right. Noise, their, their favorite thing to eat is, is, is uh, salmon. And um, also noise pollution from ships and boats is also believed to be destroying their ability to procreate and making them ill. And also toxic, of course, pollutants. Uh, in the water that make their way up through the food chain and they ingest and, and it sickens them and they die. So it's, it's us, of course. And um, I don't know. I don't know. They don't like us. I thought that was going to be good news. It ended badly, didn't it? Yeah, it did end badly. Sorry. We have two callers on the line. Let's, let's hope they're, they're a little more upbeat. Go ahead, please. Hello, good morning. <clears throat> I, I have a sad story and a funny story. Oh, no. Okay. Well, give us the sad one first. Okay. Got a call from my youngest sister. She just got back from a funeral. And um, her ex-sister-in-law's second husband died of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And... And what's happened is the ex-sister-in-law, I don't want to get too complicated, I'm sorry. Yeah, went don't. On a family all, vac- your ex-sister-in-law's okay. second husband already was too much. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, yeah. But anyway, the, 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 the ex-sister-in-law went on a family vacation and where, where it's like they're a huge family. They all went together at the beach. And one of the 20-some-year-old nephews was there. He carries the coronavirus. She gets sick. Her husband takes care of her. She gets well. Her husband gets sick and die, dies. Yeah. So. Any, anybody less else in their family? Anyone else? To our knowledge, no. Wow. To our knowledge, no. 
So lesson learned, what you've been talking about the whole time, young, healthy people are carrying this shit and being fine, and older people are dying. So it was quite sad because they just found each other, uh, the the the, you know, the the husband who just died and his wife. They were just married like in February. They're in their 60s. And it was just, it was really, really sad. And the ironic part is, is that family is very conservative and they don't believe in this so-called that, you know, it's all ever blown. And when my sister went to go to the funeral, her ex-husband is waving her to the family aisle. Come on over here. And she's like, no, I don't think so, but thank you for inviting me. And um, it, it's just, that's crazy. Just crazy. Yeah. Well, that's how it happens. But it just proves that in the face of all this, people are still denying it. I mean, personally affected, and they're still denying it. But anyway. Um, okay, what's the good news? Okay. A, a joke. I'm, I'm um, you because I know I have two other callers. Up. Okay, okay. All right, all right. Okay. Okay, my... My dog talks. Your so dog. When you ask, yeah. So when you when you ask her what's on top of a house, she says roof. What's a sandpaper feel like? She says rough. And yeah. who's the greatest baseball player of all time? She says roof. So Ruth. those were oldies but goodies. Roof. Final one I made. Oh, roof. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Roof. Right. Okay, and the, the the last one, the last one I made up all my all my own. Who's the greatest Supreme Court justice? Ruth. Ruth. Yeah, good one. Okay. 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 The, if your dog had said the, to that, R, if your dog had said to that RBG, I'd really be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 the funny thing is, the, the after the the baseball player one, that's in the talent. Yeah. Agent throws the guy and his dog out on the street. Get out of here! You're losing. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the dog yeah, looks yeah. at the owner and says, "The dog looks at the owner and says, maybe I should have said Dimaggio." <laughs> All right, you, you're out. Okay, bye, bye, bye. And uh, we've got another caller. Go ahead, please. That's you. Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> Are you telling me that you girls, you ladies, aren't willing to die for the economy like that Texas governor said he would? No, uh, not me. <laughs> not me I'm, I'm not that much of a... I'll die for my country, but not in this stupid way. I know? volunteer the president. Yeah. Amen to that, Susan. <laughs> All right, I, I know you got other callers, so Susan, let me ask you this question. What? How do you... How do you stop a bagel from rolling off your table? How do you stop the bagel from rolling off your table? God, what's right? The <laughs> right? Uh, you put locks on it. Got it. Ah, oh, I should have gotten that. <laughs> That's good. Did you go? Okay. Gone? Goodbye. That was good. I really couldn't figure that out. <laughs> okay. You put locks on it. Sure. 
And I think I might have another caller, if I'm doing this right. Hello? Morning, Susan. Hi, Lynn. Good morning. Hey, hey uh, do you want COVID? Do you want, do you want uh, disappearing animals in the water? Or, uh, or do you want your voice tearing away my deer? Or a bullet to the head. What, 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 was, what was behind door three? Uh, voices scaring my deer away that whenever I have you on the the, the uh, <laughs> computer, they they give me an extra ten foot of birth. <laughs> they uh, I had you on this morning, and the one little fawn, he he he, his head poked up, and he started running backwards. You know, <laughs> my dog does the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, well, since we left off on on animals being killed off in the water, we we went on a cruise in the boat that uh, that the Norwegians had brought back too early, and a bunch of people got killed on that boat from COVID. Yeah. And they uh, they they uh, they take a boat up the coastline of Norway, uh, and right. you can ride on it, and it delivers mail and milk and things. And um, we thought we'd see a lot of different uh, sea mammals while we were on this boat and uh it turns out that the fish hatcheries there for the salmon um are the priority and not the wild animals and so they've well they they've disappeared i don't know if they killed them or drove them Wait away with loud noises but there you didn't see bears you didn't see seals you didn't see whales you didn't see you didn't see anything wait 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 i got to get that point of information are you telling me that you went on, you went. Oh, this all was a while there. back. This was this was uh, this was. Oh, it wasn't like ago. last Tuesday, right? Oh, because no, I thought you like, were saying, you know, that boat, you know, blah, blah, blah. I thought you. <laughs> were yeah, this was like three years ago. But, right, but, okay. but that's the same. It's the same company that 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 yeah. that uh, promoted the uh, return of the disease. And actually, in Norway, there wasn't that much to begin with. I'm kind of surprised, oh. but. But there were many Americans on the boat when we went three years ago. Uh, but, yeah. but anyway, all disappointed, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's like, where, where, what happened to all the seals? You figured there'd at least be some seals. And uh, Well, you know what you can find? I once a million years ago interviewed a guy who had somehow circumnavigated, I forget, the world in a rowboat or something. I don't want something lunatic like that. Sure. And he said that up, and he was way up there getting close to like, you know, way too north, 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 where there's nothing, not even humans are living there. And he saw a McDonald's, uh, you know, like quarter pounder uh, thing float by. Um, <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's everywhere. That's, our, yeah, that's what's our, there. Our footprints are in the what we think of as the wilderness. Oh, no doubt about it. No. Hey, uh, uh, real fast, we got into the uh, we got into the pool of workers for the for the elections, and uh, they found us. That apparently, in, at least in Hampton, they're not pushing everybody into one giant center like they did for the primaries. Uh, we're yeah, voting good. in our own little precincts. Great. And, um, but the woman I talked to was in charge of everybody in Allegheny County that was going to be volunteering, and she said that they have at least one opening in every precinct. And I think there's like 52 of them in Allegheny County, something like that. So 
Well, we ought to go to the colleges and and get some get some college students to work the polls. There's still yes a need for people, and I yeah I need we need more people to step up. But but it sounds real easy. We're clerks, and they said there's no training at all involved. You just after you process the first individual, all the others are the same. And uh, well, Lynn, uh, tell your son to get the word out. If you know people want to do something that that actually will help, that's something yeah. that will actually help. No, I know. I have talked to him about it. And if people start so, paying their bills by phone or automatic, the automatic cycle that you go through every thirty days uh, for your gas bill and that, that the um, post office might not be as clogged up with uh, the mail. If uh, you can get rid of all the superfluous stuff, that would that would help too, like the. Uh, like the ads for the Rite Aid or whatever it is, you know. But, but yeah, if people wouldn't be using the mail maybe as heavily for the next couple of months, that might make a difference, too. I saw a uh, video, and this was from a CBS News outlet, of a truck in California somewhere uh, dumping bags and bags of mail um, in a parking lot. Well, and there was another dump in an alley uh, that was reported, and this was undelivered mail. Well, this is because dumped. the mailmen have to take two routes now because of the layoffs. Um, they can't they can't do all the work in a single day, and well, so pres- they- yeah, that's what they're doing. I've I've talked to people that have actually done it and been sentenced and gone to jail for that. That's a federal crime. <laughs> Yeah, I know. And, uh, they, you know, okay. the, with the layoffs, they can't complete their work. And uh, the harder they work, the more work they get. It doesn't make any sense. No, well, yes, it does. But Okay. Hey, uh, thanks. Yes, you're <laughs> thanks welcome. Enjoy the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Um, I mean, it just does make sense. They've been working very hard at this. Dear God. Well, you see that he is now under investigation. This is our new postmaster general. Is under investigation for, while he was the uh, CEO of um, whatever company that was he, he headed, he pressured his uh, employees to uh, write checks to Republican candidates. And those that did were given bonuses that pretty much paid for their donations. Contributions, right. Which is a, that's a federal crime. Well, it's a federal uh, crime, and it also they get taxed on their own money. Well, yeah. the federal campaign finance law bars straw donor schemes uh, where somebody reimburses somebody else to donate to a political campaign, and that's to get around how much you can give right. to a campaign. Um, and here, listen to this damning piece of information. Uh, campaign finance records show that over a dozen management-level employees of his company, which is called New Breed, would routinely donate to the same candidate on the same day often writing checks for the same amount 
of money. In fact, one day in October of 2014, 20 mid-level and senior officials at the company don't wrote checks to then the Republican senator of uh, North Carolina. That, I mean, it's, and you know what? Nothing will happen. These guys just break the law left, right, and center, and nothing happens because, well, for one thing, you got an attorney general who's a crook himself. New York Times had a story today, chills your blood, uh, that the uh, re-emerging German neo-Nazi movement is in love with Donald Trump. Well, yeah, I mean, big soccer, right? Big soccer. Yeah, they love him. They love him. They, you know, let these, let these neo-Nazi white, you know, supremacist types fall in love with Donald Trump. Let them let him be their leader. I think that's a fine idea. And he'll drive them into the ground, too. No, but he can take, you know, um, our brother was saying that he was speaking to some colleague in some Scandinavian country, and she and she was talking about Americans' pop, upcoming election and how terrified she was. And he said, well, yeah, we're, we're sure as hell terrified, too. She said, yes, but you have a vote. And what she was saying is the rest of the world, Europe, is looking at November 3rd and thinking, my God, America, we are a runaway truck going down one of those hills, and we don't have a runaway truck runoff sand pile. We're just going off the edge of the cliff, and the whole world is hanging on behind us. That's right, and they don't have a vote. So, yeah. Okay, and another, you know, what's, what's unsettling is this, you know, growing uh, indication, well, it's hard to ignore, of how many people in this country are friggin' idiots. I mean, just stupid beyond, willfully stupid. Um, so. Well, and the people those- that go into, into stores, you know, the, uh, who are these middle-aged white men that go into stores that have a mask policy, refuse to wear their mask, I mean, just to pick a fight with some poor store employee. There's a lot of horrible white people. Let's just uh, acknowledge. You know, I just, well, I... I'm, I'm, I'm really, it's just like, it's, it's awful. I know it's embarrassing. I'm just walking around. I'm going to wear a sign that says, eh, I'm 97% Ashkenazi Jew and the Trump administration declared us a whole different race. So I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not white. I'm not white. All right. So, um, did you see, I mean, the fires, by the way, continue to rage in California. I saw it today on somebody who was on an airplane flying out, some jet that flew out of, I'm not sure where, in California. 
as they were gaining altitude, this person took a picture of what they saw outside their cabin window. And it was terrifying. And they said that not only was the smoke and, you know, the the unbelievable smoke that they were flying through, but that you could smell it in the cabin. Yeah. People can't go... People can't go out. I mean, people can't breathe. You know, the the latest fire, uh, which has uh, already burned 10,000 acres, well, since this was written, I'm sure many more, and forcing over 20,000 people to evacuate their homes, was started by some stupid, this is what I, <clears throat> some stupid fools having a gender reveal party and setting off an incendiary device. I mean, how and yeah, with the grass so tin it's like tinder. Like tinder. And they tried to put it out with water bottles and stuff and then they did at least call 911 and said, "Ah, we did this." And and they've been cooperating. But what level of stupidity is going on. I mean, there was there was a similar thing that happened, remember, I think it was last year in Arizona, where, again, a gender reveal party started some huge conflagration there. It's happened in Florida. It's happened. See, these gender reveal parties have killed people. I, you know, I think oh, all of these... I don't know. Why do we have to have... I. You know, I know. The, the way I had a gender reveal party is uh, someone said, congratulations, it's a boy. Yeah, right. They had a baby and found out. Now, I got to tell you, the woman, there's a woman responsible for the start of this trend. Um, and her name is Jenna Myers Carvunidis or something. She wrote on Facebook after hearing about this latest fire. Stop having these stupid parties for the love of God. Stop burning things down. She had a blog and she started this in 2008. But all she did is she and her husband put a, you know, a viral thing up, it went viral, of cutting into a cake. That was colored the right right, pink or blue, right. Colored pink. And that then set this off where in America, somebody always has to one-up it, one-up it, one-up it. And here's a case. It was 116 degrees in Pasadena, California. And this idiot decided it would be a good idea to have this reveal that involved incendiary stuff. Um, well, you know, I, I mean, the California charges them. I mean, you know, you know, this woman who started the gender reveal party, she lives in California and she posted on Facebook that her family is under a fire evacuation watch now. And, um, and 
it gets more interesting. She also says this. She's not only against gender reveal parties because they kill people sometimes, but she's against them for the following reasons. That daughter, that girl that who they cut into the cake to reveal what their daughter was going their daughter was going to be a daughter is um, is now what would she be? She'd be uh, six or seven years old, and she likes to dress like a boy. And um, she said, I think now the whole thing is not a good idea because all it does is overemphasize one aspect of a person, you know, that they are born appearing to be a certain sex. Yeah, suggests that that something is binary that isn't necessarily. Yeah, yeah. So um, there you have it. Um, unbelievable. She's about right about of, that. Yeah, about she, twenty. You know how naive we are about all of these yeah. things. I agree. So, but you know, that. when you think about it, I mean, all of the ways that the American economy has has created economic expectations for the normal occurrence of life. So. It doesn't start, you know, it doesn't stop with spend a fortune on the baby reveal party. Then the husband now is supposed to give the wife a push present, which is supposed to involve, you know, some expensive piece of jewelry upon the birth of the child, as if she's, you know, oh, here's your prize, honey. What's that? Why is it called? What? A push present? Present. Yes, as in pushing the baby out. Pushing the oh baby God, out. You know what? We are a culture that is repulsive. repulsive. Well, it is repulsive. It's just repulsive. And I mean, in it, you know, and, and you know, if the pandemic, we ought to start counting the silver linings in the pandemic. Maybe the wedding industrial complex, the baby industrial complex, all of that stuff that is just is just created to waste your money. And divert oh, it from things that you should be yeah. spending it on, like the kids' college education or, you know, a house. Yeah. Okay. Can you handle one more uh, story of life in America today? Sure. I'm okay. not thoroughly depressed yet. Okay. Let's do it then. Uh, this involves a woman who has a son, uh, 13 years old, on the spectrum. And he has big issues with uh, separation anxiety. And she had to go back to work. And so she tried to go back to work. Uh, I think this was on Friday. And uh, he went berserk, the kid. And he was out of control. And uh, she got scared and she called 911. Oh, yeah. Well, let's just say the child is now in the hospital with bullet wounds to his intestines, bladder, shoulder, and ankles. 13 years old, was not armed. A bunch of cops came and... 
you have to figure there was at least two, a lot bigger than this boy who was not armed. And all they could think to do was shoot him. Shoot him. What the fuck? What kind of, I mean, you know, these are, these people have to have zero training. I mean, and, and plus the call had to be totally incomplete. I'm sure the mother said, I have an autistic son who's having a fit. You know. Well, she was hoping, yes, that they would be. Um, Help her you know, restrain the they, child. Right. Um, and she was hoping that they would be able to, um, you know, allow a, a child having a mental health episode to, you know, just get him under control, even if they had to, you know, hold them down, whatever. But this underscores that police uh, are not trained at all, apparently, to handle mental health issues. They kill mentally ill people constantly. And as this now case that we all know about. Yeah, in New uh, York, this day, right. Yeah, Rochester. So, one of the things that has to happen, and when people say defund the police, one of the things that should be done is money should be taken from police budgets and used to create response units that are specifically geared to dealing with mental health issues. So that both the brother that whose who's brother is now killed in Rochester and this mother would have known to call who knows what uh, 611 or 811 well they don't and, have to know to call that the dispatcher has to know who to send yes yeah, and do, do you send trained people because the cops quite clearly only know how to friggin shoot Jesus a boy But again, but again, I'm I'm just you know with everything that's going on, how are these police officers continually? And it seems to me even ramping up the number of times that they are shooting. It's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. I mean, wouldn't you in the same situation go? I you know I mean I got it. My head has to be in the game. And I have yeah. to be doing everything correctly now. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't one think? Yeah. One and it think. seems to be going exactly in the opposite direction. Yeah. It's amazing. It's just amazing. Well, now they're going to suffer the aftermath of this. You know, at some point, the cops are going to have to understand that we people who stand behind good, responsible police officers and truly believe they exist, you know, we don't dislike police officers. Throw the goddamn bad apples out. There are bad apples. Get yourself some goddamn training. It's How more than we... bad apple it's a bad culture. It's a bad well, and culture. Well, and, and that it's, police union. It's, well, it's, it's just the friggin' culture is screwed up, totally screwed up. It's, it's toxic. Totally wrong. It, it is just outrageous. 
and cops immediately have an us versus them uh, mentality, and they're they feel way too easily threatened. And you know we're threatened. I mean, they 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 feel threatened by black people. I got news for them: black people feel threatened by them who are supposedly there to protect and serve them. By the way, this this child and the mother who called, who must be enduring such guilt for calling the people who shot her son, um, are white, okay? White and unarmed. Father Joseph uh, writes, I think you're correct on Wendy Bell. I heard her, you know, listen to her. I heard her thank listeners for great ratings the time she beat Sean Hannity. How can she beat Sean Hannity? That's bull. I mean, that's bull. What kind of a metric was she using? He has a national audience. Oh, God. Anyway, she's had members of Trump's inner circle on the show, and I know she has a significant following among Pittsburgh expats in Florida. KDKA Radio knows controversial conservative talent in quotations, equals listeners. I suppose there are negotiations underway. We certainly haven't heard the last of Wendy Bell. Boy, do I agree with that. Of course, if Trump loses, I think her leverage will decrease. The racists will slither back under their rocks because they will lose their demagogue. That wouldn't be good for Wendy. The news cycle will return to some level of normalcy unless the media continues to be enamored with his post-presidency tirades on Twitter. Well, what do you think? You think they won't? And you think that the hate, I really disagree. I think the hate he has whipped up is not going away. I think they're not going to crawl back under a rock. They have never bit rocks. They've never been so empowered. I mean, in my well, that's why that's that's part of the reason that we have to, as a country, gather every vote that we can find and present it in a really resounding way. This this needs to be an emphatic victory. And, and the country as a whole needs to speak up and say, no, this is who America is. And the rest of you need to, you know, cut this out. These are not our values. Sorry. No. Father Joseph goes on, you bet the military is silent. It is expressly against the Uniform Code of Military Justice to disparage the commander-in-chief and even the First Lady. Compliments are welcome, no law against that. But anything Trump might see as criticism would be, very, would be a very bad career decision. So military leaders are doing the submariner thing right now. They're running silent and deep. Trust me, <laughs> behind closed behind closed doors is a different matter. I'm sure. Oh my God! Well, that was that was the point of of, of Frum's article that uh, that the, the their silence is deafening. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, well, whatever. <laughs> Just, uh, 
Did you see the Republican woman who, you know, is the QAnon one who's going to end up in Congress soon? Yeah. Did you see she posted a picture of herself? With the uh, submachine gun and the three and... and yeah. And the three. A, oh, yeah, that's, that's like a week old. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, I'm putting it out there. This is going to be a member of Congress. She put something out there where she's holding, a, I don't think the submachine gun, it's a big, ugly-looking weapon. And uh, next to her uh, is uh, Ilan Omar and, uh, and Presley, uh, three women of color, okay? And AOC. Fellow, right. fellow colleagues. Fellow colleagues of hers. Can you imagine going into the Congress and before you're even elected and sworn in, you post this threat of violence against three members. It's, I mean, they have no, <laughs> this, is, this is why it isn't going away. The, the the level of because um, they have they have created a whole different set of norms for themselves yeah and yeah. whether we can ever get back to uh, uh, the real world of norms we I I we can't because they aren't going to no. go it's classic once the cat's out of the bag once Pandora's box has been opened there's no getting it back there's no getting it back it's just the way it is. He has done such, I mean, in, in many ways, irreparable uh, damage. Um, you can even see how all of us have gotten cruder and quicker to jump on people and quicker. I don't know what the people. fuck you're talking about. <laughs> well, that's what I'm talking about. Meanwhile, there's a lot of books coming out. Michael Cohen's book is uh, out, and he, he has wonderful quotes. Uh, and, and I'm inclined to believe everything he, he says. He was there. Talk about being in the room, Michael Cohen. Well, and you know, why wouldn't you? You don't have to make stuff up. You don't have no, to no, exaggerate. No. We couldn't imagine the stuff that actually happened. All he has to do is tell the real stories. Okay, so here's a quote from his book. This is Trump. Tell me one country run by a black person that isn't a shithole. I remember when he said that. No, no, no. That was different. Well, he that called them those shithole countries. So it's, right, but is, it's just another. But he was saying there's not that black, any country run by a black person is a shithole, which suggests that he was calling the United States a shithole. Mm -hmm. um, he also, did you see that he... He hired someone to play Obama. Yes. So that he could do this fake video where he's just humiliating Obama from behind. You know, he's sitting at his desk humiliating this Obama actor, and uh, and then with the punchline, of course, being saying "You're fired." This is while he was still doing Apprentice, and as as um. Michael Cohen says, can you imagine, can you imagine someone having that 
any adult who would spend serious money living out a fantasy like that. He needed to do it to expel Obama. Can you imagine? And I think he's right on Obama and, and Putin. He says it's not about um, it, it, it. He says it's a it's about business deals and and also his admiration for his authoritarian power. He loved he and he says that he loved that Putin could take over an entire nation and run it like his it was his own personal company, like it's the Trump Organization. calls him a mobster, plain and simple, and that he was part of the mob. So, just got to say. Well, me, I just uh, picked up Carl Hyacin's new book. I decided that I, I wanted something that was just fun and um and it and I bought it also in solidarity because he hasn't been able to write since his brother was killed, his brother being one of the newspaper men that was killed in that uh, oh, uh ram yeah. in that rampage right 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 uh, um and the book is is dedicated to rob Hyacin. but i uh, and and it's and it's just a good jolly funny read so uh but if both to enjoy yourself and in solidarity, I highly recommend it. Okay. I'm reading a wonderful book called Breath, um, which is not a novel. It's about how we breathe and what happens when we breathe. And it's just mind-blowing. I mean, it, this is science that is so accessible. Science writing is so accessible. And I, if I can leave you with one thing, it's don't breathe through your mouth. Don't ever breathe through your mouth. It is bad, 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 bad beyond belief. Okay. The uh, COVID-19 in Allegheny County report is in for the day. Let's enjoy these numbers because they're going back into triple digits in two, three weeks. I'll stake my life on that. Uh the numbers in the last 24 hours are 37 new cases in the entire county and no new deaths. And I believe that brings it to, uh, I think there's been four days in a row or five with no new deaths. That's wonderful. We're getting such wonderful numbers, but that will just spike right back up, guys, because we're also surrounded by too many idiots. Selfish people, stupid people. I'm sorry. They are selfish and they are stupid and they think that that is the way they are now supposed to and are entitled to be. Oh, clear. Yeah. So did you see Trump yelling at that reporter to take his mask off? Yeah. Take that off. And then there's the gun shop owner that says that you are you may not wear a mask because it would be too easy to rob him. To which I say, 
do what the dispensaries do. You hold your breath. You drop your mask. They check your ID against your driver's license. Put your mask back on and go in. Dear God in heaven. All right. Well, that's it for now, I guess. Hunker down. God knows what will happen in the next 24 hours. Okay. Hang in. You too. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye, guys. And uh, tomorrow, Ryan Dito is going to stop in uh, to talk about the uh, protests continuing in Pittsburgh and these videos that have emerged, which do not make the protesters look good, I would say. So let's talk about that uh, tomorrow and the direction that some of these protests are taking. Okay? Thank you very much. Have a good one. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.